0: Thanks for tuning in to Good Vibrations with Kristen, where humanness meets spirituality. Are you ready to be inspired? Do you want to have a greater connection to the earth, each other, and ultimately yourself? Join in the conversation with Kristen Ace and her fascinating guests to share the light, laughter, and the illumination of good vibrations. everybody this is Kristen of Good Vibrations with Kristen thanks for tuning in today Uh, just a reminder that you can find me on uh, the GDGD network you can find me on morristowngreen.com I have a Facebook page and my own blog site which is www.kristenace.com and if you want to hire me I can do storytelling and healing for a group big or small and I tailor it to you So reach out to me, and even if you just want to reach out to me and tell me a story, I'd love to hear that. Today, we have the most amazing guest. She is a lifestyle coach. Um, Her name is Christy Funk. She deals in radical self-love, and she's unbelievably awesome.
1: So welcome, Christy. Are you there? I am here. Good morning. Good morning. Or afternoon. (laughs) Morning. (laughs) Wherever
0: you are. That's exactly right. Morning for you, afternoon for me, but that's okay. It's all good. It's all good. So I just want you to know this topic of radical self-love. So I reached out to you in the summer to book you for the fall, and I have literally been meditating on this since I, since I booked you because I think that radical self-love is um, a difficult thing to achieve. And I'm, I'm wondering what your take is on that.
1: Yeah, and you know it's um, it's an interesting thing because people are actually on guard when you say anything to do with self love. It's almost as if they put up their hand and saying, "No, I'm fine." Yes, because they don't they don't understand. And it's been flung around a lot. You know, even celebrities are talking about self-love and self-care. And and what what I think is the juice of it has been watered down because it's really not about, and I say this a lot, it's not about putting on a pretty dress and some lipstick and saying, I love myself, and, and, you know, just saying it in the mirror. It actually goes much deeper. Mm -hmm. And so I think for... For women, it, it touches a nerve and they're uncomfortable and, and not knowing what to do with it. Where do, where do you go from there? Like, I can do those easy, kind of superficial steps that make some type of a difference. But with me, you got to go deep and dirty in order to get to the core of why you don't love yourself.
0: Well, I'm glad that you said that because the reason why I was meditating on it all summer is because I was uncomfortable. And I was like, God, you know what, I don't, I normally have like a plethora of stories to pluck from to add into my conversations with people, but I have nothing. And I was like, oh my God, I don't have any self-love stories. Holy crap. And that really got me thinking and really looking at myself and saying, wow, what are you missing? And why is this so hard? And why is this so uncomfortable? So Um, I love that you say that it's uncomfortable.
1: And I love that you're giving me that feedback because we look at someone like you in this world of um, just higher consciousness and this amazing vibration to put out into the world and all of these beautiful gifts to give, and you're feeling uncomfortable. Mm. So you can imagine women that have... Are not even in that elevated state of awareness. Right. How it's almost um, repelling. So it, it's been it's been an interesting journey for me to even just like market you know quote unquote market this idea to put out there. Mm. Um, I it, it was very difficult. And I thought, you know, wow, you know, I'm going through this journey and I, I'm feeling what this feels like to love yourself again and I want everyone to feel like that. But it's it's definitely been a process. For three years it's been a process. And um have you had
0: have you had pushback? Have you had like you know, people go, What? What is that? hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, there's resistance. I love it when people feel uncomfortable.
0: And right at that point, like... <laughs> well, I'm so used to feeling uncomfortable with just about everything in the world that I, I was like, wow, okay, this is a new thing to... to because for me, when you're uncomfortable, it means you're, there's a shift that must happen. So totally, it's what I'm here for, it's what I do, and mm-hmm. when I'm uncomfortable, I go, oh, Okay. That means something Mm -hmm. really exciting is about to happen, and I'm not scared Mm -hmm. of that. So I get what you're saying about that.
1: And it takes a long time for people to get to that place where what you just said, that you're not afraid to it. It's like jump in the fire, just bring it on. And I've also, through my journey, have gotten to that point. It's like, no, bring it on, because I know that there's gifts in there. Mm. But to get somebody to even be aware of that is really interesting. And one of my dearest girlfriends, um, she'll, well, because I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not on the surface. And when my, with my friends, they know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're she? <laughs> <She's> so <laughs> deep. Like, do you always have to be, I'm fun and light and all of that, but the core of who I am is like, I want you to be better. Yes. I want you to be the highest version of yourself. And if I can facilitate that, if I can, be there by your side. I'm here. Right. I don't push myself on people. I allow them to come, and they do. Right. And she, the other day, she said, "You know what? Um, I don't like you very much right now." And I'm like, <laughs> um, <laughs> she's a good friend, <laughs> very good friend. Like, I don't like you, and I'm going to get it. Get off the phone, and I'm like. I'm so excited you're uncomfortable. Okay, goodbye. I love you. <laughs> right, right,
0: exactly. No, okay, it sounds like conversations I have with my friends. And I, people are always like, oh, my God, you seem like you'd be so great to hang out with. And I'm like, mm. hmm. Uh, I don't do casual, and I don't do um, brief conversations. And inevitably, I'm going to talk about something really deep and important. And I love it, you, and I would have so much fun. I think we would because people think it's going to be fun and then they're like oh, I didn't think about it that way and I don't have a stomachache now and I have to go. So I think that's funny that your friend said that. I have a good good friend, I mean one of my soul sisters and she went through a hellish breakup to a man she thought she was going to marry and it, it really mm-hmm. devastated her. And at one point I said to her when you really believe that you are worthy of the love that Mm -hmm. you are seeking Mm -hmm. it will unfold for you but you continually pick somebody who makes you feel less than so why is Mm -hmm. that what is it that you're feeling about yourself I mean really it's you it's coming from you Mm -hmm. and that was hard for her to hear but over time she was able to really seek within herself and love herself for who she is and don't mm. you know, all of a sudden, what I believe will be her soulmate has appeared. Mm. You know, because she really does just love herself, just the way she is with all her quirks and all the things that she likes to have. And she doesn't want to have to explain, I want to go do it this way. It's just going to be fun to do it that way.
1: Yep. I had somebody message me on Facebook, a man, I think he's in Spain, and he goes, Can you, uh, how do I attract the love I the love I want. And I said, be the love you want.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And he said, Oh, right. And I said, it's really that simple, but not really. Right. I was just <laughs> going to say, that's not simple. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no. And, and I realized in, in, cause I'm, you know, this divorce that I'm in is just con- kind of continuing. You know, it just, I wanted it to be finalized, but so in the divorce process, I've really gone even deeper into my accountability how how Mm. how was i showing up in my marriage i mean there's no he was not neither one of us were innocent in it and of course both parties become victims until you realize you have accountability in it right and um and then realizing you know just i had to really work through i think when you come to this place where you are ready to look at yourself and love yourself you have to see the thread of who you are in every relationship up until that point mm. that's very and powerful so, yeah you know and it's and it's it's hard i mean my my soul sisters my my little tribe um i have no problem telling them where i've been a jerk in my life because it releases that burden so I would rather have full accountability for all of the maybe the non-loving and non-beautiful um, actions in my life I would rather put that out and be done with it than carry the burden of blaming somebody else
0: mm-hmm. I agree with you but I'm just going to say that that takes an enormous amount of courage, and it takes um, it, it takes a certain uh, a consciousness. It takes an awakeness. It takes an awareness of yes. who you are in the world. So yes. I had a conversation with <clears throat> my daughter recently, and and she was in a big, huge thing. Sent an inappropriate text. The text got read by a parent. The parent brought it to the school. You know, the alarms were ringing. Everybody was freaking, panicking, and my husband and I went in. So we're having this big powwow about why she's really fine, and it was a huge deal. And at the end of it all, he and I sat down with my daughter and and we're we're telling her this is what we did for you. This is how we fought for you. This is how this is how we are keeping you in the school because this is what you mm-hmm. want and. And I said to her, I know that your heart is broken right now because somebody did something mean to you, mm. but you are part of the equation. Mm. And when I look at what you've said to this person on a text, mm. I think, my God, how could you speak like that to anybody? Mm. And in the center of this gigantic bleeping whirlwind of hell that we are in is you.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: you are the center of what has happened here. And so you have to look at your own behavior. And mm-hmm. I watched her looking at me like, you know, what does that mean? And I said, you know, last year, sweetie, when I had this thing happen with a group that I work with, a community group that I work with, and it was bad and it was ugly and my feelings got really hurt and um, and I felt supremely attacked. But who was in the center of that attack? me. And so mm-hmm. while those people did some really awful things, I had to look at my own behaviors and say, "Uh-oh. How did I contribute to this because I'm not completely innocent if I'm in the picture." Right. And she, you know, I think she finally got that because then she started to cry. And I said, "How old is she?" She's 14. She's a baby. Okay, okay. You know, mm-hmm. she's okay. 14, but it's time. It's better that she start understanding now than in her 30s when I started to understand it. Like, oh, God. You know, figure that out in your 30s? You got all those years of angst and
1: guilt? No. No, no. And I'm so glad you brought up this story with your daughter because just last night um, I, I I have two boys and they're 9 and and 12. So, okay. You know, they're young and I and my oldest got in a fight with my niece who's 5 and um way to break it up. And he gets really like his temper flares really fast. And, you know, he's almost my size and I had Mm. to hold him down. And then I just let him walk. And we, you know, we were doing this shuffle back and forth. And, um, finally, you know, I sat the boys down and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm training you to be decent men. Yes, And a decent man holds himself accountable in every situation because we talk a lot about choices and decisions and how our choices and decisions shape our lives. That's right. And, and I always, because they're so fascinated, they love sports and they, you know, want to be an athlete. And I said, that an athlete has to hold himself accountable at all times because he's so determined to do his craft that he doesn't his choices and decisions every minute of the day. What am I eating? How am I exercising? How am I doing my work? How am I getting out there? How am I being my best? And it really drives them. And so I, you know, I, I ended it with, um, you guys can either be in mommy's man's boot camp or you can be in the boot camp where there's wimpy, complaining, whining boys that never become men. So in the morning, you decide which (laughs) camp you want to be in. And they woke up. They're like, Mommy, we want to be in your camp. Yes. And see, now we have so much to teach them beyond reading and writing and math.
0: Yes. And we
1: didn't get that when we were little. It's like, now you go to school and and this is what, you know, you get married. You have, you, you do all of those things. But we didn't get the really juicy core life lessons that really make us be aware
0: right
1: what we do with our children is allow them to be aware aware of who they are in the world and how their actions affect that and so when we talk about radical self-love as women with children as mothers this is just so crucial because how we love ourselves is we teach our children how to love themselves that's right. when they see that mommy's taking care of herself and nurturing herself she also monitors her behavior and her actions and reactions her, so holds herself accountable and you know with boys i'm teaching them how a woman needs to be treated and how a woman needs to treat herself mm-hmm. really important
0: that's right that's right because we and there's
1: the and and you with a daughter i mean How you treat and love and care for yourself is setting up the very foundation for her, for herself first and how she interacts with other people and then ultimately, you know, in a relationship.
0: Right. And learning how to honor yourself is something Mm -hmm. that I think is vital because as we honor ourselves, then we understand honoring as it vibrates out. So if we can honor ourselves and and treat ourselves with that radical self-love, then it would be a no-brainer to treat the earth that way or animals that way or not approve chemicals to go on all our food or to not... Racism would disappear. Yes. Because it echoes out. That's the vibratory echoing.
1: And that's exactly because I think we have been conditioned, at, I know we have been conditioned as women, is that if you take time for yourself, if you say no, if you say, I'm eating breakfast first, you guys wait, if you do any of these things, you're selfish.
0: Right. Well, I, have, I can't tell you how many friends I have who are um, scheduled up the wazoo with this, that, and the next thing, and I always say to them, you know, no is a complete sentence. Hmm. I love that. Right? And they're like, you don't mm-hmm. understand. They called me. I'm like, yeah. And you say, no. Mm-mm. That's all. You don't give excuses. I notice that women also say, well, I can't do that because... Of... Mm-hmm. Like,
1: men don't do that. Well, no, they don't. Men, they just say no. They, <laughs> they say no. Men, I am just fascinated with men. And <laughs> um, <laughs> because I see... I'm going to be writing about this, and so maybe by the time this comes out, um, The Lazy Goddess, huh. where we're throwing around, like, I'm a warrior goddess, and I'm this goddess, and I'm that goddess. But they stay in that kind of fantasy mind of, of that um, the archetype, but not really embracing the action of it. Right. Men take care of themselves. Men will get their needs met they're hunters and gatherers, you know, like they, it's like they carve their space, they take care of themselves, they will feed themselves what they need to be fed, they, um, and they say no, and they have strong boundaries. And their determination and perseverance, um, there's a, a few people that I'm following that I'm like, oh, you know, that, that's the part of the drive that we need as entrepreneurial women mm-hmm. is that masculine side because that's where masculine side really comes handy is to get things done.
0: Well, that's the balance of the male and female that we're still in the midst of in in our actual world not even just as as women but in the world the the balance between the masculine and the feminine have been so skewed and, and off kilter so women are coming back into their and um, embracing their masculine selves, not to be a man, but to take those qualities that men exude, which are beautiful and bring Mm -hmm. them into themselves and own them because we do. That is part of who we are. You know, it is right. We are not just wholly feminine. We are both male and female in in both sexes.
1: Right. And we are. And I mean, that's, that's a whole fun other topic that I'm really <laughs> passionate about is the, the rise of the feminine, what it needs yes. to be really feminine and, um, in a relationship. And it's talk about making people uncomfortable. When I go there, they do not like <laughs> it. <laughs> but, I think it sounds so exciting. We won't, get, yeah, <laughs> we won't get into that because I, I can just go for days on that. But, um, when it comes, yeah, when it comes back to us as, as women and, and just the very, I think the very first step of even trying to understand why you don't have self-love in your life, you know, um, taking a look at very simple things. Do you put others first? Hmm. Are you finding yourself at the end of the day completely exasperated and anxious and just uncomfortable because you're you're frustrated. Right. I, I see a lot of frustrated women. Yeah. And they don't know why.
0: Well, it, d- just to think about a friend of mine made a joke about women in the suburbs, and I said, mm, "No, you don't get to do that because you don't know what it's like out here." First of all, most mm-hmm. of the women out here have. PhDs and, and, you know, and masters and all the stuff, and Mm -hmm. they're organizing bleeping birthday parties. It's not, they Mm -hmm. don't get to use Mm -hmm. this power that they've acquired and that Mm -hmm. they've honed Mm -hmm. in anything other than organizing a birthday party. And that's not right.
1: That's not right. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, I can imagine there are a lot of exasperated and and exhausted women out there.
1: Well, and, uh, you know, I had an eco baby mommy store for seven years. And it went from natural, you know, from childbirth to about age five. And then I continued um, with, like, eco-beauty resources classes, all of that. Mm. So I had seven years of, um, of experience of, you know, researching women and myself as well. I, gosh, I think it's been about five years where I came to a point where, we, My ex-husband's from Spain, so we'd go back and forth, like, every two years. And I came back from a trip, and I'm like, what's going on? Why am I having palpitations? Long story short, they they were, you know, checking to see if there was cancer, you know, diabetes, like, what's going on. I couldn't function, and mm-hmm. I had to come and stay with my parents, with my two kids, because I was waking up with extreme heart palpitations, so much anxiety, inability to sleep. I was very weak. I was losing weight. And what it came down to is my adrenals yes. were white yep, beyond. I believe it. Mm-hmm. So my body and my, I was going, you know, between like my meditation teacher friend and my acupuncturist and doing holistic stuff. But what I really just needed to do was just sleep and rest and nourish myself. And at that point, I, that's actually when I started realizing, hmm, I'm not taking care of myself. I'm putting the store and my big community and my family first, my kids first. My marriage was shaky. I wasn't being fed soulfully, spiritually. Like, and and I actually came to terms with why I was doing that. But um, that's when I started saying, nope, I have to reschedule my days. I have to be right. able to walk. I have to, so that I, I think, and I kept seeing that with women, it's like, they wouldn't eat breakfast, the moms would come in, and it'd be three o'clock, and they were eating the crumbs of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I'm like, is that your, I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no,
0: that's not going to work, that's not yeah. going to sustain the kind of, any life, let alone the kind of life that you have, particularly when you have young children, just no, the I, way you have I, to go.
1: No, I tell them a dead mommy is not a good mommy. So That's right. what <laughs> what are you doing? And it, but it's an epidemic and even my my pra, um the holistic practitioner I was working with at the time, he's like, Christy, there's so many of you in my office. Adrenals, thyroid, hormonal yep. dysfunctions, like they everything is shutting down. So I think you know that's where we really need to take a look. Are, are we exasperated? Are, is is are, how's our health? How are we feeling? How are we sleeping? Mm. Are we eating nutritious foods? Are we taking? You know, because even as busy, I don't care how busy you are as a mom. Even if you have a newborn, you lay down with that newborn and you chill. You don't. You don't nurse the baby, put the baby down, and then just go clean the entire house because you have an hour. You sleep. Right. You read. You do something for yourself, and you really need, this is where we need to educate our men, is like, it's very important for the queen of the house to feel like she's got a part of herself because Mommy's happy, the whole family's happy.
0: That's Mom's right. Mommy's not
1: happy, it comes out either consciously or subconsciously, and there's right. passive aggressive behavior. Right. It, it it's a it's a disaster. Well, so we just I think we just really need to look how are we caring for ourselves, and then what is one thing that you can do? What is one simple thing that you can start taking your power back and start really honoring yourself is it having a glass you know cup of tea while the kids are asleep or you tell your your partner i'm just gonna sit down by myself
0: yeah
1: for half an hour you know whatever it is and then slowly as you do that you start to get your juice back and say oh, i remember remember i like to crochet i remember that you know it's it's i, I miss my friends or I, right, whatever right. you know i i want to dance i want other things. We have to have pleasure in our lives.
0: Well, this is, I'm glad that you, you wrapped it all up with, with what people can do to start because we now have to close the show. Um, And I would love to talk to you for another 7,000 hours. So um, (laughs) this has been really wonderful and invigorating for me. I am just imagining that my guests out there listening, the audience and everybody is just going to be thrilled um, to take in some of your, your advice and your life force, which is what you've just given today is some of your life force for everyone else to share in. So I thank you for your wisdom and, um, for your own journey in, in truth, because that's what it is. It's about truth. So I want to thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. What an honor and so much fun to speak with you and Blessings to everyone. Oh, thank you, Christy.
0: You take good care.
1: You too.
0: All right. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody. Well, Christy has given you a lot of things to think about, and also she's given you some easy things to start to do for self-care and radical self-love. And um, I am totally lifted by this conversation and, um, and a little blown away that I, that I still have trouble with it, but I'm continuing on my journey. And as I do that and continue my own self-love, I send that also my love out to all of you. Thank you. We hope that you found this episode of GVK inspiring and to raise your vibration even higher. Visit my website at com, And don't forget to like Good Vibrations with Kristen on Facebook. What inspires you? Write us, let us know, so we can share your ideas on the show. And meanwhile, keep listening, keep connecting, and know that you are divinely guided.